Hello, and welcome to the Story Wagon Podcast, where we talk about life, story, and spiritual health. I am your host, Chaplain Jose Martinez, and you can learn more about this podcast at our website, storywagon.org. You can also show us your support on our Patreon page so that we can continue to host this podcast and create resources that help our communities develop good spiritual health. Welcome. So here we are for the fifth episode. Now today I won't have a guest. I kind of want us to kind of pause and take note of what has gone on for the other episodes and just let's take all a deep breath to come in and just reflect um we're throwing a lot of information out and i think we just need to process it i definitely need to process it of what's been spoken so the first thing i want to kind of review is our first guest was veronica falla and i brought her on to kind of like speak to spiritual health, uh, along with relationships. And uh, because we have, what we're trying to do here with Story Wagon Podcast is that we're trying to help people understand that spiritual health is a major part of your whole wellness wheel. Um, I spoke about SAMHSA, the Substance Abuse Mental Health uh, Administration's wellness wheel, and it had eight different dimensions in there and spiritual health is one of them and that we as a society need to care for our spiritual self and so one of the things uh in the wellness will that you notice is that you know there's a specific relationship they kind of intermingle with one another it's not just you know this is just spiritual health this is just mental health this is just um, relational health it's all connected together And so with Veronica bringing her on, where we were talking about relationships, but one of the things that I asked her was a particular question. And um, basically, I'll let you hear this clip, and then we'll kind of discuss it afterwards. So if you could give one thing, or or, or if you could think of one thing that, that you could possibly ask a person what 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 would you wish a person understood about spiritual wellness or spiritual health like what you know cuz people really don't think about it until like a time of loss right. and they're grieving and there's bereavement and they're asking the questions why me god or what have you or or if they're going through some pain because of cause of a of a, a certain particular religion right. uh, they have had bad experiences what what about spiritual health do you wish that everybody knew about spiritual health for themselves you know what what is that message well for me i believe it's more about being being who god has called you to be mm. i have learned it we've been doing so much cuz when you think back on maybe sunday school or whatever your tradition may be how they was telling you what you need to do Mm. to get to something. Oh, I see. Yeah. But it's not about doing to get anywhere. God calls us to be in, be who I have created you to be. Mm. So I invite all who have a listening ear to sit 
aside some time to kind of hear where God is calling you to be. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need to reflect over some scriptures or whatever your sacred writings may be and let those writings kind of speak to your heart and ask God how you can be who God created you to be. Mm-hmm. So forget the doing because that's going to happen. We're going to do stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. But learn how to be. So that whole message of being really resonated with me because on a personal level, I'm a very busy person. I have multiple hats that I wear as a individual with my job in the chaplaincy, as a pastor, I'm working with my denomination, trying to start story wagon, you know, everything that are just is just coming together on top of being a father, on top of being a husband, um, being able to take time for my parents, being to be a good son, you know, that sort of thing. So it all just jumbles up together. And I know I'm not unique in my busyness of my life, you know, where I'm always on the move, where I'm doing and doing and doing. Um, trying to accomplish whatever it is that I have in my mind that I need to accomplish. And so with her words, just being still and just being um, really resonated. And I often wonder when I look at other people, how are they doing it? What are some practical ways to do that? And I know sometimes it's just hard to just get away. Um, And this is all part of self-care. And you know, we're coming into a time where we need self-care and we need to make that space. And self-care is not a privilege. It is actually a right that you have the right to give yourself some time and space to just be still and just to be and just to take time for yourself and not worry about all the things in your life for whatever brief moment, moment that is. And so I encourage you to continue to do those things uh, that bring you joy um, that give you life, that kind of refreshes you and re-energizes you. Sometimes it's being by yourself. Um, me personally, I'm an extrovert. I really like being around other people. And so being around friends that are also very jovial and fun and carefree, um, <laughs> that's very restful for me. <laughs> I know it sounds interesting on that. And, but yeah, but being with them, just being present is very helpful for me. So I encourage you to continue to do those things. Our next guest was Amy Shoemaker. And Amy uh, brought in this uh, sort of the physical side of self and spirituality, talking about body wisdom. And, you know, she's a a spiritual uh, director. And so she helps people to kind of like dive deep inside their selves um, to figure out what's going on. And one of the things that really um, stood out for me in her conversation is this idea of radical acceptance. And so um, let's hear what Amy has to say about radical acceptance. My approach is one that starts in the body. So Christian tradition is uh, the sort of thing, well, it's been promoted that your spirit and your body are separate and that you need to deny your body in order to elevate your spirit, Mm. right? This dichotomy between flesh and spirit. Uh These are the works of the flesh. These are the fruits of the spirit. 
and they're completely separate. Right. And what I teach and what I coach people in is the reality that we don't actually have experiences separate from our bodies. Mm -hmm. And so every bit of information we have about our experience has come through our physical, our physicality. Right. Um, and so when I'm talking about spiritual health, that's not exclusive of physical health. It's not exclusive of mental health. Uh -huh. It's um, spiritual health is inclusive of my whole being's health. And so I can't look at physical factors and say, oh, well, that has nothing to do with my spirituality uh -huh. because it has everything to do with my spirituality. Right. Um, all of my experiences filtered through my physical experience. Um, and so when it comes to helping people be healthy, what I invite people into is an attitude of radical self-acceptance mm. so that no piece of information, there's no emotion, no sensation, no um, thought or feeling or perception that is wrong or bad. Um, every bit of information we get is helpful. Mm. Anger can be really helpful. Fear can be really helpful. Stress can be really helpful. Um, so the first step in this radical self-acceptance is to become aware of what's going on in our bodies, in our hearts, in our minds, what's going on internally. Um, and then what are the parts of my experience that I'm resisting or rejecting? Okay. Because any piece of my experience that I'm resisting or rejecting, I'm not able to learn from. Okay. And there's a tension that comes with that hmm. internally. If, if um, like, let's say I have a friend who, like, we've been friends since kindergarten, and I'm totally just making this up. This isn't about a real person. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's say there's this person that I've been friends with forever, and I value the relationship so much because of everything we've been through together. Right. And I've noticed over the last couple of years that after hanging out with this person, I feel really drained. Mm -hmm. Well, I love this person and I want to stay in relationship with them. So maybe I'll just ignore this drained feeling that I have after hanging out with them. Okay. Because uh -huh. it's inconvenient uh -huh. and I don't want to feel that way in the first place. And I value this person. So there's no way for me to reconcile feeling drained in their presence with this history that we have. Okay. Um, the alternative to that scenario, because what happens over time is that the more that we resist something, it just grows and grows and grows, and the, it requires more labor and more effort on our part to continue to ignore the thing. And so then we're just more and more tired and burned out um, in ourselves because we're not fully aware of or fully embracing our reality, our experience. Mm. So the alternative in that scenario is to notice that I'm feeling drained in the presence of this person. And instead of rejecting that information or judging it as wrong or bad or I shouldn't feel that way and trying to change how I feel about it, to say, oh, maybe this, this time I'm going to feel more energized and then force myself to feel something that's not really genuine. Right. Uh, the alternative is <clears throat> to notice that I'm feeling drained and then accept that feeling Okay. as real and true. And it's from there that I can make a choice about it. Yes, it's absolutely true that I have this beautiful, wonderful history with this person and I love them unconditionally. 
and the last few times we've hung out, I've felt drained. Mm -hmm. I can have all of that experience and use all of that information to make choices in my own, in the best interest of my own health. So whether I see what Amy was saying in relation to what Veronica was saying is that, you know, we might feel guilty of not being able to take those times to be still, but that's okay. And everything that we experience, everything that we feel is okay. And that's part of the things of life that we need to accept about ourselves and being radically accepting of, a, of all the experiences that we feel for ourselves um, to help us through times of grief, times of trauma, times of sadness, but also to help us enjoy the times of happiness and uh, joy, you know, and so where sometimes some people don't even allow themselves that part of themselves to experience. So this radical acceptance with being still, and if you're not being still, just being even the, in the doing, um, is very helpful for your spiritual self and just being okay and just not needing to be perfect and things are going to get messy in life. Um, whether it's by our own doing or whether it's by, because we are a survivor of something, you know? Um, so being in the now being in the present and with the next guest that I had, um, S.E. Titus, who is a firefighter, does a lot of work in yoga. She's a yoga therapist. In addition to that, her whole thing that stuck out with me was this, when we're in the this body wisdom stuff, this deep self, and just being able to reflect into internally with oneself and just be, then there's this opportunity for us to see the ancestral wisdom that resides in us. Uh, and uh, here's her part in speaking about that. I just, I think I was a lot more outward focused mm -hmm. and just kind of like externalized, which is fine because I, I still have that awareness like uh, of like what's going on outside, but I focus more on like when something happens and I'm like, how does that make me feel? How, like specifically, how does it change my heart rate? How does it change my breath rate? It, does it make me hold tension in my body? Like, did I tense my neck and my shoulders, or does my numic, stomach? I said my stomach, <laughs> my stomach get in knots. You know, uh -huh. like, like so. That's what how I kind of parlayed that ancient wisdom and practice into modern day time. Yeah. Is I just took these things that they're you know because, and I've said this before in classes. I feel like it's almost cliche now. It's like. You cannot just go off every, everybody into the Himalayan Institute or to the Himalayan mountains and just have this quiet vibe where you're not disturbed. Like, you actually can find this place inside of you that is always there, that's available, that you can cultivate and tend to this little garden in your mind, right. if you will, you yeah. know, and also this sacred cave in, of your heart. Mm. And also, you know, your your deep, deep wisdom that lives in your gut, in your belly, the ancient, like, generational, ancestral microbiome that's alive, that literally is living, like, it's the modern-day living 
remnants of your ancestors. Mm. Everything that you have experienced through your lineage is pulled into your gut. Hmm. You know, it's passed on from mother to child when you're born. Wow. Okay. Right? Yeah. And so, like, if you can just really be aware of how, how deep wisdom is, is, is embedded in you, okay, and focus on that because, yes, there's trauma, yes, traumatic things happen, and, yes, there's intergenerational PTSD that's extremely complex. Mm-hmm. And so if that exists, then so does that ancestral wisdom. Mm-hmm. They, if they, they have to. They, that's the duality. That's the beauty of nature that you can look all around and see, right? Mm-hmm. Is that if that, if that, if it's able to, the trauma is able to carry through, then so is the ancestral wisdom. Isn't that beautiful? If intergenerational trauma exists, so does that ancestral wisdom. I've never thought of that like quite like that. Uh, you know, until she said it, you know, it's just like, yeah, there's, there's gotta be this opposite. Um, so the way to get to that though, we have to allow time for us to sit with things and just to be, um, and to really accept what's going on in our feelings, um, what's going on inside of our heart, what's going, even what's going on inside of our mind and just, uh, not to judge it, but to accept it. And so when you tap into those things, um, you know, when we're talking about trauma, we could talk about acute trauma where, you know, you might have been involved with war or you might have been involved with uh, sexual assault. You might have been involved with a car accident. Um, Or maybe we're talking about chronic trauma where it's a long-lasting thing where, instead of battle, a battle, uh, that you're in this prolonged war, or um, maybe you're dealing with the illness that's protracting out a long time. Um, there's even trauma that's n- not r- affiliated with like a, uh, what we considered a, a very high stressed situation or issues. Uh, so for instance, infidelity is traumatic, um, even though the actions might not be you know, violent. Um, there are just different ways that trauma creeps into one's life and it causes different feelings for different people in those experiences. And guess what? They're all okay. Um, when we're dealing with those kinds of stressful situations, oftentimes we just react and we do. And so if there's a a portion of time where we can just sit and really dig deep inside of ourselves that ancestral wisdom will help us uh, go through these things. Um, but I'm not saying to <laughs> be the one-person machine. Um, you need community with that. Um, community is helpful. Trust, trusting community, someone that you, who you really trust and rely on. Sometimes it is a religious leader. Um, sometimes it's uh, just your best friend. Um, just different ways of, of to help you get through those things. And um, you don't have, always have to have right things to say, you know, or I know the right things to do um, because we're human beings and we make mistakes. And so just accepting that, just that thought right there um, 
and just uh, saying, you know, it's going to it's going to come out okay. Maybe not the best way, but it'll come out okay. Cuz there's something inside here uh in my heart in in my in my soul in my spirit that is that I'm not doing this by myself. There's actually uh ancestral wisdom, ancestral knowledge in me. Um and then even as you're growing up, you can probably think about situations where you could see other people acting in ways where you're emulating subconsciously. So spirituality and health um, and diving into that deep, deep body wisdom. So I hope it gives you more to think about as you move along in your spiritual journey, whether that be with within a religious um, community, whether it's just being in community within your neighborhood or it's just maybe you're at a point in your life you're you're taking a um, sort of like a, a nomadic uh, monastic type style uh, of your spiritual walk and that's okay I just hope that as as we look at spiritual health that we can look at it in a communal sense that community spiritual health is very important where we can help other people to tap into those deep reaches of their inner selves and to connect to that um, that natural uh, wisdom that whether you you think God uh, the divine instilled that in you or if that has been passed down through generationally both um, you know really we don't know uh, but we know it's there somehow you know there is this thing inside you that animates you and you don't know what that is uh, I would say that's your spirit <laughs> so um, <clears throat> so as we continue on in these episodes we're going to tap into more uh, things uh, we talked a little bit about trauma we talked about the physical self with the spiritual self uh, how that relates to uh, relationally to other people and things like that so because they're all interconnected so there's the next few episodes that we're going to do it's going to be focused on grief and bereavement um, because there are different types of grief uh, people experience those griefs differently and so but it is a spiritual health issue that we need to talk about because in my mind uh, there's a lot of hurt people out there our society is hurting and we're grieving uh, for different things. Um, and so I'm going to bring in some experts, people that deal with this a lot. Um, grieving, uh, talk about like disenfranchised grief versus anticipatory grief. And just looking at those different ways of grieving. And maybe you know somebody that's going through grief. Whether their um, loved one is going through dementia and um, they're seeing the person that they loved and knew so long just wither away in front of them. Or maybe they had a traumatic experience where they lost a loved one. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about ways of how to help oneself and to also, um, you know, just to, to be there for another person. So just to kind of like give an example um, the month of May is very hard for me. Um, 
especially in the beginning part of Mother's Day. I, as you know, I'm a military chaplain. I served as a chaplain at Dover Air Force Base for the Mortuary Affairs. And that was back in 2013. And some of my experiences still linger in my heart because of grief. Now, a lot of times people think, well, you can get over grief and just get over it. Well, no, it, it stays with you. It's a wound that stays with you for a long time. You just learn how to live with it. So hopefully that'll help some people listening to this podcast to not only help in their own grief, but also help other people through their process of grief. So, and then just to answer a question, uh, I receive a couple emails. <laughs> uh, you can email me at storywagon at gmail.com. Uh, that's W-A-G-E-N, storywagon. Um, they ask, well, why don't you do more episodes a month? <laughs> which is which is a, a valid question. Uh, but as I said before, I'm a very busy person. I'm trying to fit everything in my busy life. And so for my spiritual health's sake, uh, I, I make time once a month uh, to do one episode. And so, uh, you know, in getting people, scheduling them out, editing, you know, that sort of thing. So that all takes time. Um, if it was my full-time job, maybe it'd be a different story. Uh, <laughs> but I thank you for listening. I thank you for bringing that question to me. Um, it, and if this could be a full-time gig, that would be great. Um, but it's not. So uh, we're doing this all um, on the you, the people's um, uh, generous gifts. Uh, so if you want to help us, uh, you can go to our Patreon page. Uh, just type in Story Wagon. Um, and you can find us there. You can find us on storywagon.org, uh, as most of you have probably downloaded it from uh, this podcast from that website. And then you can find us on any social media platform, Facebook, um, Instagram. And then actually you can see pictures of the bus, the wagon itself. Um, it's fixed. We're going to try to start driving around uh, locally and also uh, to different places to garner some stories of people's um, triumphs and and um, survival of different spiritual health issues. So uh, be on the lookout for that. So um, I want to thank Sam Billen uh, for the music that was provided. And then also want to thank the National Benefits Association for being able to support us in this endeavor. And then finally, I want to thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And thank you for asking questions. Uh, that way I just know uh, people are truly listening and uh, you know, giving me some feedback. On that note, this is Chaplain Jose Martinez wishing you good spiritual health. <laughs>